Welcome to Disaffected. I'm Joshua Slocum, and this is the show where we talk about politics, culture, and relationships through a psychological lens. And this episode is the show where we bring you some local news from Burlington. Very much in keeping with the subject matter that this show tackles all the time. I'm going to read to you a few paragraphs from a story that came out on our local news channel last night. Quote, a 40-year-old Cambridge person faces a charge of attempted murder for a shooting at a Burlington apartment complex Sunday. Police say Tovey Rose Messick, formerly known as Christopher Messick, was arrested in Winooski shortly after fleeing the scene of the alleged shooting at the Salmon Run Apartments on Riverside Avenue. According to police, dispatchers received a 911 call from the victim's wife just before 6.30 p.m. Responding officers found the victim, 44 years old, with a bullet wound to the chest. Statements from witnesses and evidence at the scene allowed police to identify Messick as the suspect. So what we have here is a man who shot another man in an apartment complex. There's much more to this story. I'm going to take you back to the very first sentence. And this is, is this, we have a guest here in the studio. He's being quiet right now. But Christopher Aaron Felker, my friend here who lives locally, who is the chairman of the Burlington Republican Party, is going to be talking about this with me. Um, Is this CAX's story, Christopher WCAX? No, I believe that's from my Champlain Valley. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry about that. So anyway, local. See, lo- this was the better of the local articles. Okay. <clears throat> so the first sentence here: A forty-year-old Cambridge person faces a charge of attempted murder for shooting for a shooting in a Burlington apartment complex. A Cambridge person, a being. <laughs> you know why it's a person, don't you? Because he's a member of the community. The community. That's a trans community. (laughs) Excuse me. What I find interesting about this, actually, this is the first time I've seen our local media. What they're doing here, they... How do I explain this? I this I've got this all in my head. I'm just trying to figure out how can I get it out of my head so that people know what I'm talking about. Um, This sentence is a reflection of the conflicted state that this newsroom and every newsroom is in. They are trying to thread the needle because this is a man. This is a man here. We're going to get into the backstory. We're going to get into the trans. Um, But they know this is a man. Oh, yeah. This is actually the revised article. The very first one that broke this morning had it list had Mr. Meesey listed as a man and then it was revised. This my Oh oh my so we're, so we're, was the only oh. one to come forward and actually identify the suspect as a male in their first publication. None of the other journalists in town. They all tap danced around the whole issue. Okay. Um, but then about three hours into the day, around 10 o'clock, 10, 11 o'clock in the morning, this article was revised. And at least they do try to thread the needle. This is the only journal uh, publication in town that at least says formerly known as so that we right. could cross reference okay. the criminal background because this man has an extensive background. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. I find it remarkable, though, because this is the first time you may have seen something, but I haven't seen anything yet. This is the first time I've seen any of our local media back away 
even one degree from trans women are women, trans women are women, trans mm -hmm. women are women. Yeah. Like, I, I don't like this. I don't like that they revised it this morning. Right. Um, but I, I, and I, I do not approve of this. This is not good enough. It's not good okay? enough. Not good enough by a long shot, but it is evidence of movement in that direction. I'm not, I'm not patting them on the back. I'm not thanking them. Well, it does show <laughs> that there is conflict and discussion had, at least being had in some newsrooms. Maybe others, it's just, no, AP format style guide, that's what we do, or this right. is, you have our editor's notes on how you address these, these topics. Um, at least in some newsrooms, something can slide through. It didn't seem to catch for too long because by the time the boss came in, some, right. they had phone calls to return. Okay, so before we get into the, the backstory, because this is not the first time this gentleman has been involved in a violent conflict, before we get to the backstory, I'm going to try to describe to you, because this is an audio-only episode, uh, things that you won't be able to see. Uh, if, if this were the, the TV show, oh boy, would we have a smorgasbord for you. But of course, you all have the internet, so you can go and look up Mr. Christopher Messick, or excuse me, Tovi Rose Messick on your own. Uh, last name is spelled M as in Mary, E, S as in Sam, I C K, me sick. Yes, you sick. Yes, name checks out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think it has something to do with the fact, I, I think one of the reasons why they may have. Um, they may not have gone full trans women or women is because it's awfully hard to do that with the mugshot that accompanies this article. I'm going to describe it to you, listeners. Um, no mugshots are flattering. Well, except for, do you remember that one? Do you remember that? Well, God, it has to be like 10 years ago now. That hot criminal. Do you remember? Oh, I remember that, the that headline. That super hot, hot criminal. Yeah, the hot felon. Everybody was looking yeah, at it and like, eyes. damn, girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only hot mugshot I've you ever seen. You could give your P.O. my residence. <laughs> Do y'all have a prison pen pal program? <laughs> I want to be one of the bitches that uh, that tries to marry a serial killer. Oh, my. You know, it's just so fascinating. The ones that, like, they're convicted. They're in there, like, 10 years, and then somebody starts writing to them. They're like, I love you. I want to have your children. I know. Like, what on earth? I saw that serial killer dick, and I just said, I need to have a seat. Um, so this picture, this mugshot, shows it. it's – I can't even do my usual making fun because it's it's – Tragic. It is tragic. It's tragic. Story is, his story is tragic. This man is um, about 40 years old, uh, stringy rat's nest hair, uh, mugshot with his mouth hanging open. His eyes are half open. He is clearly a heavy methamphetamine user. Heavy. Uh, pockmarked face, the, the cadaverous skin um, that you get from that. Uh, his mouth is hanging open. He literally doesn't look like he's all the way there. Um, it's it's tragic. And he's got a tattoo of a skull and crossbones on his left cheekbone. With hearts. With with heart. Oh, it's hearts? That's not skull and crossbone? That's hearts? I think it's a heart with crossbones through it. Is um, that what it is? <laughs> he gonna love you to death, honey. <laughs> Oh, it it is tragic. Um, so that that's the the mugshot, and he is a very, very clearly a male. No one would ever mistake this man for a woman. He's got a man's face. In fact, as Christopher pointed out to me, um, 
little while ago. We saw, well, his his record in the news goes all the way back 10 years, goes back to 2013. Let's go back to 2013. There was a picture of him then. He's a cute, he's an attractive, he was an attractive man. Um, he's not now. Um, 10 years of meth. 10 years of meth. Your Absolutely. Everything, everything. Absolutely. And that's why this story is so tragic because, yes, he's a violent man. Yes, mm-hmm. he is a danger to the public yep. at large. And he needs to be incarcerated and face consequences for his violent acts. Yep. But his origin story of being um, a wounded veteran with a that was awarded a Purple Heart for... Um, being shot or injured in, mm-hmm. in, in the line of duty, like, uh, you know, that's difficult. And if, if he chose to turn to meth 10, 12 years ago to try and escape that, that is a really tragic origin story. But I'm sorry. He's that, still that responsible nev- for what he did. You are still responsible for all the brutal acts that you've yeah. inflicted upon people. Well, let's, let's talk about those brutal acts. So let's go back 10 years to 2013. Headline, stabbing suspect, Christopher Messick. It's a pretty short article. This is in Burlington. Police said a man stabbed another man around 1.40 a.m. Saturday on Main Street. Officers arrested Christopher Messick, 31, of Jeffersonville, Vermont. Short time later, police said Messick had a loaded handgun with him, but that it was not used in the incident. Police said Messick allegedly stabbed a 29-year-old man in the stomach. The victim was admitted to Fletcher Allen, where he underwent surgery. Is this the one you were telling me about, Christopher, where the guy's actual innards were hanging out? Yes. The stab he was stabbed so violently that his organs, uh, well, his body parts were hanging out. Internal. Good God. Um Investigators believe Messick and the victim did not know each other. They believe the victim acted as the aggressor and started the fight. Both men had been drinking, police said. Messick was charged with aggravated assault and uh, resisting arrest, held on $25,000 bail. The victim was also charged with aggravated assault. Interesting. Right. Interesting. Uh, I wasn't there for this, but I, I will say that that stabbing somebody to the point where entrails literally hang out of the abdominal wound does sound like the more severe of uh, of a couple of choices here. <laughs> so, At least severe enough to take it to trial, right? <laughs> right. Well, and it didn't go to trial, did it? I don't believe it did. Wasn't it dismissed? Well, let's uh, there was, let's scroll his, forward. His felony conviction is from another incident that took place, I believe, in 2017. Okay. I'm light on details on the 2017 incident. Right. So we're gonna, we're moving forward in time. We're we're past 2013, and this is a story I believe from 2020 that refers to some incidents that happened around 2015. A Lamoille County resident, Lamoille's in Vermont, who had two felony gun and drug charges dropped by federal prosecutors in August, wants the government to return the 16 firearms and ammunition seized almost two years ago. The Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms initially arrested Tovey Rose Messick of Jefferson, Jeffersonville, on charges of being a convicted felon and a drug user that was found in illegal possession of firearms. ATF said investigators found almost 400 pounds of ammunition in a large bag of marijuana at the Messick home. Messick, formerly known as Christopher M. Messick, transitioned to a woman while her criminal case was pending. Did she? Did she now? 
Messick officially changed her name, according to Lamoille probate court records. Here's the part that I, I put a little tick next to this when I was reading it. As the case was headed to trial this fall, and this is referring to the year 2020, as the case was headed to trial this fall 2020, the two felony charges were dropped when the prosecution said it believed it could have trouble proving the case. Now, I actually have the filing from the Department of Justice from the USAO's office from the, when those charges were filed right here. And it, what does it, it say? It's interesting. It talks about, um, according to the federal criminal complaint on January the 5th, 2020, troopers with the Vermont State Police conducted a welfare check on Mr. Christopher Messing at his residence on Main Street in Jeffersonville. When troopers arrived at the residence, they observed Mr. Meeseeks unsteady on his feet and slurring his speech. Meeseeks made several threatening comments towards the troopers and was handcuffed for his safety and the safety of the troopers. During the interaction with Meeseeks, one of the troopers observed four rifles in the living room. The trooper recognized three of the rifles as AR-15 style rifles with bayonets attached. One rifle had a 50 drum magazine inserted inserted, loaded in. Meeseeks is a convicted felon by virtue of a 2017 conviction for aggravated assault. Now, a conviction in 2017 seems like a different incident from that yeah, 2013 this is incident. Yeah, and, and different from this 2020. The complaint uh, okay, goes yeah. on and it talks about on... It talks about the 16 firearms that they found, the various ammunition, but then it talks about if convicted of being a felon in possession of fire of a firearm, Meeseek faces a maximum of 10 years of imprisonment and up to $250,000 fine. That's for one of the charges. The other charge, if Meeseek also faces a sentence of 10 years of imprisonment and up to $250,000 fine, if he's convicted of being an unlawful user of a controlled substance in possession of a firearm. So... Altogether, he faced 20 years, potentially. Dropped. And got nothing. Dropped. And he got his guns back. And, right? <laughs> and he got his guns back. And well, of course he did. Because... As we can see, as we can see with our eyes, we don't need anyone to tell us this. We can see it. We can see that he's using a controlled substance while he has firearms. Right. We can see this. We can see it. The, they, <laughs> these are state police. They're frequently accustomed to be able to yeah, provide. I, I'm sure they know what they were looking they at. They do field sobriety tests all the time. They know what somebody impaired looks like. Yeah, and sounds like. Um, uh, let's okay. So going back to the article from 2020, uh, the state probation office is responsible for monitoring Messick for a September 2017 conviction for aggravated assault with a 45 caliber pistol that was pointed at a victim in Burlington. Messick will be eligible on September 22nd, 2022, to have that felony conviction expunged from her record if she remains out of trouble until then. Can we talk about Wait, the I got one process? thing to say first. Okay. I hold that hold that thought. I want to hear it. I'm going to go back to the thing. I can't prove this. No one uh no one that we that we can produce no evidence for this, but this is what I suspect. Quote, as the case was headed to trial this fall, the two felony charges were dropped when the prosecution said it believed it could have trouble proving the case. Perhaps, but I suspect something else was going on. I think Messick, quote, transitioned because he knew that he would be seen as sympathetic if he were a woman, and that the prosecutors would feel uncomfy about prosecuting a trans woman 
And I think it worked. I think it worked. I do believe, can't prove it, but I do believe part of the decision to drop these charges was because he became a trans woman. You can't talk me out of it. Um, Back to the article, the Chittenden County State's Attorney's Office, again, we're back in year 2020, provided Messick with a deferred five-year sentence in the gun-pointing case. Messick, who pledged to shoot the victim, also was charged with resisting arrest, possession of a switchblade, and disorderly conduct. As a felon. As a convicted felon. felon. Yep. That's Sarah George, by the way. In 2020, that state... We're not done. We're not done. Listeners, we're not done in year 2020. (laughs) Same story. That case came one month after Messick was charged with gross operation of a motorcycle for a chase through several towns in Franklin and Chittenden counties. Messick also has a previous arrest for aggravated assault for cutting open a man on Main Street in Burlington. Yep, 2013. We got that one already. That was guts hanging out. Okay. Um... We are going to take a quick break here and come back, and then Christopher is going to pick this up from where I interrupted him. See you afterwards. Looking for a non-woke place to put your money where your mouth is? Put it where my mouth is. Disaffected supporters get access to our private Discord chat server, backstage episode recording sessions, surprise guests, and more. And all it takes is $10 a month. You've got two options. Either Substack, visit us at disaffectedpod.substack.com, or go over to subscribestar.com slash disaffected. Remember, choose the $10 level or higher for Discord access. Welcome back. What point did you want to make before I so rudely stopped you? Oh, no, it was my, <laughs> my me interjecting. I just lose control sometimes. I um, We should talk about the expungement process and the push by more progressive prosecutors in the last five years to really, really leverage the ability to expunge some criminal records. Um, we see Mr. Meeseeks was offered the ability to have his record expunged after severe com- being a convicted felon, um, convicted of violent acts. Mm-hmm. Now, when you expunge a criminal record, my friend, it becomes very difficult for a background check. Right. Impossible. Um, so, you know, you are allowing violent individuals to maybe take on jobs in um Areas where they should not, maybe in uh, senior living or in elementary schools or in school schools, period. Yes. But also, and more importantly, it becomes invisible for background checks for firearm purchases. Yep. So that's a real, real problem right there. This bleeding heart um, wanting to clean the slate of grown adults that have engaged in um, very yeah. violent acts. I've never seen real, this before. Real consequences. I've never seen before so much appetite for expunging the records of adult violent felons. Right. This is new normal. Right. They want to just, they want more gun laws. What, what is, <laughs> they want, specu- yeah. speculate with me. Okay. Help me out here because I'm, I'm really, I'm having a hard time understanding motive. I, well, I told Christopher before we started recording today, I guess I'll just tell you what my, my worst suspicions are. And again, can't prove this, but um, 
before you react to this in your mind, because some of you are going to react to this, you're going to say you're being paranoid. Before you do that, do me a favor, please. Think about what we talked about. Think about this guy's 10-year record. Think about all the things we've seen. Before you reflexively say I'm being paranoid, please consider it. I am at the point where I think the prosecutors, both um, state prosecutors and potentially federal prosecutors, when I see a pattern this long, this consistent of a violent man, that's not in dispute. No one is saying that this is in dispute. Every party to these cases stipulates that he did these things to other people. Mm -hmm. I think they like it. I think they're, they like this. They want this to happen. You mean the pop, people in power? The yes, the prosecutors. I am saying that I think the people who are making these decisions want violence to happen. Yeah, I know that sounds extreme, but explain to me, anybody, explain to me why it's extreme to think that when we have this pattern. We are seeing this. This is not the only case locally where we're seeing this kind of stuff go on. You know, I see um, from where I sit, mm -hmm. um, I see it as being a, these prosecutors as as being enabling, obviously. But it's um, it strikes me as and you've spoken about this on your show before. The parent who knows that their spouse is abusing the child, but pretends it's not happening. Mm -hmm. The child to these progressive prosecutors is is the criminal justice reform and that everybody, you know, the bleeding heart that right. they have. Um, you know, we need to end mass in, end incarceration. It's not anybody's fault anymore, especially the suspect. It's never their fault. It's society's fault. Right. And their trauma and their trauma. And, you know, because of that narrative catching on, we have well underfunded and under resourced our incarceration capacities in, in the state of Vermont. We have very limited prison space. Um, we have very we have no space for custodial care for people who are having a mental break and unsafe uh, danger to themselves or others. Right. That's not possible in this state. Just not. We don't even have the beds. We don't have the resources. Yeah, we, we don't have, have a psychiatric beds. Yep. Um, and we don't have the legal capacity to detain somebody on a, you know, like a psych hold like that on the streets. Are you saying that we don't have laws that permit an involuntary psych hold or are you saying something different? I'm saying that if you are engaged in crazy behavior on church or Main Street and mm -hmm. the police come up, they are going to cite you, write you a ticket for whatever crime you might or ordinance. Disorderly conduct but or whatever. Even if it's very clear that you're in, they don't have the ability to, if you got engaged into <laughs> a fight with somebody yeah. and you were extremely violent, you know, they were going to issue you a citation. They're not going to take you into custody or a 24 or 36 hour hold, even in the in a jail cell, just so you could be evaluated by a doctor then. We don't have that capacity yet. Yeah. And uh, this is. A, and there's no desire to bring it from the newly elected. Oh, it's clear. It's very clear. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, something else. Uh, and again, it's not something you can see because we're not doing video here. Um, maybe I'll work some of this into the show coming up next Sunday. This Internet world that we live in, this this world of Snapchat filters, Instagram filters, um, drives me nuts, actually. F filters, filters. So if you're if you're if you're 30 years old or younger, you don't know what the word filter means in photographic terms. You think it means software that makes me look pretty. It doesn't. 
It actually, it actually comes from something in the physical world, a physical piece of glass that had color in it that acted as an actual light filter <laughs> that went over a camera. But we live in this world of digital filters. And this guy, um, I got a whole cache of his online um, profile photos. Have you seen them? I did. Kev- Kevin sent me a little album of them earlier. Okay. They are a... Um... A blurry sight to be seen. Uh, yeah, um, more than blurry, though. Um, yeah, that softening. You know? uh, oh, no, much, much, much more than that. Um, that that's an actual... Uh, this this guy who calls himself Tovey Rose is advertising himself on multiple social media sites with his profile picture that is it, quite literally not him. If this is... If this is digital filters, then he's applied so many of them that none of the original information in the file is still left in the photo because it presents as a cute, button-nosed, rosy-cheeked, full-lipped, beautiful 18-year-old girl. Well, yeah, but if you look at his actual mugshot, you see that he has very prominent, angular male features. Yeah. So if you're going to soften those lines... That lines that are that severe, you're really gonna. Be- <laughs> yeah, he basically drew a new himself. Yeah, right. Yeah, it doesn't look like. But but see, this is the thing. It, they're 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 ridiculous. We've all seen examples of so-called trans women who who put the blur filter over them and bump up the color and do all these things that distract your eye a little bit, distract your eye from the Adam's apple or the male brow ridge, and you see the colors and it codes feminine to you. So you're like, okay, I guess he passes, <laughs> sorta. <laughs> it's not like that, okay? This is not Lucille Ball in Mame, you know, with the Vaseline over the filming lens so that you know you couldn't see any of her wrinkles. This is like He's like, okay, I'm going to take this face off and put this other face on. It's not even the same person. And we we know this. We Americans, we people who use the internet, we, quote, know this intellectually. We understand that there are people who do this and deceive us. But we don't – I don't think we actually know it, know it. We don't know it in a way that we carry this information with us every day. How do I explain this? I don't think we are really consciously aware of how often we are being deceived this way and how even if we know intellectually that this is going on, this is working on our emotions and our symbolic subconscious processing. You know, it is working. It does make us feel even when I'm looking at this stuff, even when I'm looking at his picture of this methed out. 40 year old man and then i see these other you know these multiple pictures of of this cute girl that sort of looks like him a little bit like this one <laughs> and this one yeah yeah so we're, <laughs> we're looking at um, talk about borderline oh now see oh yeah this is definitely you guys you we're talking borderline eyes to kill here i mean this is some glenn close shit we're the bunny boiler okay Plus you need uh, the filtering to get rid of to get rid of the pock marks yes. and the you know the skin lesions yeah. and and all that stuff that he's that he's got going on there foundation can only do so much tell me about it right <laughs> that's what i was saying to myself <laughs> last night when we were in the studio <laughs> gonna get one of those spray can tan applicators just <laughs> spray tan i'm gonna get some fucking um is that latex paint? <laughs> <laughs> you know? 
We could be like the Death Becomes Our crew. <laughs> I wonder what his secret is. Spray paint. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, my gosh. Um, what... Are we... Are we getting close to any kind of breaking point with with any of this? Right. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, there's I'm been, really unsure. Well, because we live up here in Vermont and we're isolated in this, you know, the West Coast of New England in the Arctic tundra that it is for six months out of the year. But the movement's gaining strength um, internationally and here uh, domestically. You see it. Has um, the gender critical movement is picking up steam uh, all throughout the South and in um, and in the gay and lesbian community? Do you think so? so? Yes, I see it. I see it. I mean, I've heard it steadily from the lesbians for a long yeah. time now, and God bless them. For... Yeah, they did do this first. They God were, bless them. They were out there first, way years before any gay men said Canary shit about this. in the this. coal mine because lesbians are acutely aware of when they're getting their rights trampled upon, and gay men are acutely aware of you know, their own image. Their dicks. Yeah, our own image. And that's <laughs> I know. It. We only cared about ourselves. Yeah, because we we're, we're vain and narcissistic. We were still celebrating like it was 12 o'clock and the bar closed at three because we yep. felt like we won. And and we did. But, you know, with every everything in politics, there's an action and equal opposite reaction. There's always some backlash. And the lesbians felt it first. Yeah. They did. And we dismissed it. And shame on us for doing that. Because we only cared about ourselves and our social status. Yep. We should have listened to them because they were right. They were right. But that is um, that is how it goes. It so. is how it goes. It is. Sorry, ladies. Like, I'm sure you know. Like, but we're there with you today. Um, I, you know, I see stuff like I, I see stuff like like the news, actually, even though they revised it, actually identifying this guy as a man. But then even after they revise it. You know, they're they're still making it clear to the reader. You can still understand what's going on here. And I hate this because I don't want to say I don't want to give them shit. I don't want to give them even half a good boy. Right. You know, I want to kick their asses until they stop lying. This is a newsroom for fuck's sake. Okay. but yeah, but it does look like we're making a little bit of progress. You know, absolutely. Absolutely. And truth be told, uh, because a lot of this action was has been advancing, especially under Joe Biden's presidency, uh, through administrative and executive action. That means that you can block these things if you have the courage uh, and the standing to take them to court. So people just have to be strong enough that when they are getting pushed around and bullied and having their rights trampled, right. to say no, to not move, don't budge. Say, no, this is where I'm standing. Yeah. Because they count on. They count on applying pressure to you for you to creep back to your corner and back into submission. And they apply that pressure through society in the community mm-hmm. and the Munchausen mommies that are out there saying, but my child is so likely to kill themselves. The data says that your child is still going to likely to kill themselves even after you transition them. Maybe the problems are deeper than agreeing and enabling them. If you've got an actual suicidal child, honey, 
you had a suicidal child before he or she even thought they were the opposite sex, that it has nothing to do with, it's not gender. Gender is a symptom of psychological unwellness. Um, yeah, people have to say no. And they have to say no. And they and I think they have to say just no. N- nothing after no. No but. No. No. However, I understand. Stop it. Yeah. Just no. No, I will not call a violent man a woman just because he wants me to. That's it. 